Welcome to Kofsi Cast, podcast that is designed to help you achieve academic success. Brought to you by Kofsi FM, a division of the University of the Free State Student Affairs. And today in partnership with the Department of Nutrition and Dietetics, also from the University of the Free State. Today I'm talking to Anay Kwartzen. Anay, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Anay, today we're going to talk about fad diets and the fad diet mindset. Okay, so good Day everyone, I'm Anai Kwerten, fourth year dietetics student from the University of the Free State, Department of Nutrition and Dietetics, and I'm super excited to talk to you about fad diets, as I, as I think it's really a relevant topic. Um, have you ever felt like you want to lose some weight, you want to be healthier, and you want to get that summer body ready? Then please listen up. If you've tried it all and still have no success with weight loss, then I'm here to help you. That's fantastic. That's good news. Anaitas, is this a problem among students? Overweight and obesity is definitely a problem with students, especially younger students. I'm sure you can all relate to the term first year syndrome. You just move out, out of your family home, you're on your own, you have to take care of yourself and prepare your own food. And before you realize it, you gain unwanted weight. Statistics in South Africa have shown that one out of four females between the age of 18 and 24 are overweight, followed by another one out of five females in this age group being obese. What are the main reasons for gaining weight? So studies have shown that university students are more prone to making unhealthy food choices. Students choose food that are cheap, convenient, quick to prepare and tasty without considering how healthy these food choices are. Other factors also contributing to weight gain among students is stress, drinking alcohol, a lack of sleep, a lack of exercise, skipping meals and overeating. The interesting thing, however, is that even though the prevalence of overweight and obesity is quite high among students, students want to eat healthy and want to lose weight, but they simply choose the wrong way of doing so. A study done in 2015 among South African female university students has shown that about one in every two students try to lose weight. With popular weight loss methods being increasing exercise, increasing fruit and vegetable intake, consuming less high fat foods, less sweets and less cool drinks. There are however students that choose unhealthy weight loss methods like skipping meals and prolonged fasting. Why do you gain weight? Weight gain is a simple what goes in versus what goes out equation. When you eat food, it is turned into energy. This energy is then used in your body for different activities that takes place and different activities you do throughout the day, like studying or walking and so on. The problem occurs when there's an imbalance between the food you eat and the energy you need. When you eat more food than your body needs, the extra energy is stored as fat. And this is how you get that stubborn rolls around your waist and hips that's so difficult to get rid of. It's basically just energy that your body did not use and then store as fat. To make this easier to understand, you can imagine two children sitting on each end of a seesaw. For the seesaw to be in balance, the weight of both children needs to be equal. To prevent weight gain, the food you eat must be in balance with the physical activity you do. If you eat more food, then the energy you burn, you will gain weight. And if you eat less food than the energy you burn, then you will lose weight. And now, what is a fad diet? A fad diet is a quick weight loss stra- strategy that promises rapid, remarkable improvements on how you look and feel. 
They are relatively easy to implement, but is usually very restrictive of specific food groups and food items. Fat diets are also presented in what sounds like a scientific explanation with simplistic theories that are not necessarily evidence-based. Unfortunately, fat diets seldom promote weight loss and rarely help with your health over the long run. Most popular fat diets that I'm sure you've heard of and even maybe even tried is the keto diet, intermittent fasting, the paleo diet and the juicing or detox diet. There are many more but these are the ones that I would like to discuss with you tonight. What is the keto diet? The keto diet is a low-carb, low-starch, high-fat diet. It focuses on using fat as an energy source in, in your body instead of carbohydrates. Your body begins to use small energy molecules called ketones that are produced from stored fat. Your body produces these ketones from the fat you store. This diet limits the carbohydrates and the starch-containing food like fruits, sugars, bread, flour, maize, pasta, and snacks like popcorn, also starchy vegetables like potato, corn, beans, etc. It promotes high-fat foods such as butter, fatty meats, vegetable oils, and nuts. The keto diet claims multiple health benefits, including weight loss and increased energy levels, but this is definitely not the case. Eating as much much fat as you'd like to and still losing weight may sound like a dream come true, but it can be a problem as eating such high amounts of fats and limiting carbohydrates can be very, very difficult. This way of eating also have a lot of side effects like headaches, constipation, diarrhea, muscle cramps, and vitamin shortages. Weight regain tends to set in quickly. It can be difficult changing from a high carbohydrate diet to concentrating on fats instead. Long-term sustainability of the keto diet is questionable as it is difficult to follow this eating pattern for a long period of time. This diet makes carbs your enemy, while food, if eaten in a good balance and in moderation, should be your goal for long-term health. Let's talk about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is seen as a period of no eating followed by a period of normal eating. During a period of fasting, energy intake is severely restricted, reducing your energy intake to up to 75 to 100%, followed by a period of normal eating or non-fasting days. Another way of looking at this is, for example, if you eat only supper at 6pm and then skip breakfast and continue your fast throughout midday. The fasting period is thus thus a way of decreasing the amount of energy you eat per day. There are two major problems with this diet. The first problem is sustainability. People often struggle to not eat for a long period of time. They experience extreme hunger and will require a lot of self-discipline not to cheat. The second problem is overeating. After fasting, you are likely to eat more than you need because of this extreme hunger. You are so hungry that you want to eat anything you see and you have poor self-control and can't get yourself to stop. The other side effects of intermittent fasting include a low blood sugar, dizziness, tiredness, poor concentration, all due to your body not getting enough food. And what about the paleo diet? 
The Paleolithic diet is also known as the caveman diet, as it follows the eating pattern of our ancestors. Foods allowed in this diet include lean meat, fru fresh fruits and vegetables, eggs, seeds, nuts, and some oils, such as olive oil and coconut oil. This diet, however, excludes all processed foods, dairy, refined sugars found in chocolate bars, sweets, pies, ice cream, croissants, breads, etc. It also excludes potatoes, salt, and refined vegetable oils such as canola oil. This diet is high in protein and high in fiber, which has benefits, and it also promises for good weight loss. The problem, however, is that it is very dairy-restricted, causing calcium and vitamin D deficiencies. This calcium and vitamin D shortage can cause muscle cramps and weak and brittle bones. It also excludes whole grains and legumes, which are both very important for your health. The other problem with this diet is that it's not sustainable. And as soon as processed foods, dairies and sugars and other starch are reintroduced, weight will be regained. Anay, what are juicing or detox diets? Juicing and detoxifying is a very popular weight loss strategy, but when it comes to efficiency, it definitely has a lot of shortfalls. This diet usually takes place over a two-week period during which you drink juice or supplements indicated by the diet and no other food or drinks are consumed. Some well-known juicing diets include the lemon detox diet or the liver cleansing diet. This method of dieting is that it uses very that it is very low in energy and also includes laxatives and fat burners to promote unhealthy weight loss. The main problem with this very low diet is that it does not provide your body with enough energy to do your daily tasks. As a result, you will constantly feel tired and hungry. This hunger can make it very easy for you to overeat on unhealthy food. Overeating is a huge problem. As you cannot stop eating, you cannot help yourself and this causes the juicing, juicing diet to be all for nothing. In the long run, the diet is very unrealistic. Yes, you lose weight quickly during a period of 20 days of juicing, but as soon as you start eating normal, you will regain this weight and even more. It is important to remember that the weight you lose will mostly be fluid and muscle and not the fat you actually want to lose. Other more severe problems with this diet is that the obsessive use of laxatives can cause dehydration and increase your risk for kidney disease. If you want consistent weight loss, then this is definitely not the way to go. Are fad diets the way to go then for weight loss? The long-term risks of fad diets outweigh the short-term weight loss. From a full-fear dietetic student perspective, I would say that although fad diets can help you to lose weight, it is not the way to go. With fad diets, the drawbacks usually outweigh the benefits and it's not the way to go if you want to achieve healthy weight loss and sustain a healthy lifestyle. And now how can I spot a fad diet? Fad diets can be spotted by looking at the following. They usually promise a quick fix. They usually promote a magic, magic food or magic combination of food. They implies that food can change your body chemistry. They exclude or severely restrict certain groups of nutrients or certain foods such as carbohydrates or starches. They have very strict rules that should be um, followed and they make claims based on single testimonies or single studies that doesn't have evidence. 
Anay, what is healthy weight loss? When losing weight, it is important to remember that slower weight loss that is kept off is the best. Steady weight loss over a period of over a long time causes a lot of loss of fat and prevent the loss of muscle. What this basically means is that when you lose weight slower over a longer period of time, you lose fat while still keeping your muscle. The question that arises is what is steady weight loss? Steady weight loss is losing between 0.5 and 1 kilogram per week for 6 months, followed by a period of 6 months when you should maintain your weight. So for 6 months you will have a slow but continuous weight loss and then, very important, you will have to keep that weight off for 6 months. The maintenance phase is very important because you can work very hard to lose the weight but if you don't maintain the weight loss you will have what we like to call the yo-yo effect. This is when you lose a few kilo, kilos, but then you regain that kilos and even more, then you lose a few, then you regain, and so on. This is something that you don't want, as it is very demotivating when you have worked so hard to lose weight, just to regain it. And the worst of all is that most people are more likely to, to gain even more than they originally lost, making the diet all for nothing. This yo-yo effect is also not good for your health as it is linked with a higher risk of developing heart disease and cancers. It is very important to keep in mind that your weight loss plan must be realistic according to what is healthy weight loss and also what you feel capable of doing. You should not compare yourself to someone else and their, their weight loss journey. I would advise that if at all possible that you consult a dietitian to help you with setting healthy weight loss goals for yourself. And how will lifestyle modifications help with weight loss? It is important to first understand what is meant by the t term lifestyle changes or lifestyle modifications. The idea of a lifestyle change is that it should facilitate change in your environment, in the food you eat, your exercise habit, habits, all causing weight loss. Let's get practical. How can you healthily lose weight? For weight loss to be effective, it must not be just a short-term diet, but a change in the way you think about food. If you change the way you think about food and that your habits around food, you will not only lose the weight you so much want to, but you can also prevent future weight gain and stop overweight and obesity in its tracks. But it is very important to remember that there is a place for all food in a diet with emphasis on balance. Firstly, it is important to include a variety of food in your diet. A diet should not force you to avoid any type of food or a certain type of food. There is, however, food that, should, that you should eat more of and less of. And this we will discuss in a moment. A variety of food that should form part of your diet includes fruits and vegetables eaten raw, steamed, cooked in the microwave, baked in the oven, then whole grains like bread, cereal, rice, pasta, dairy products that are low in fat like low-fat yogurt, low-fat milk and low-fat cheese, and then protein-rich food like chicken cooked without the skin, fish, lean meat, lentils, beans. These can be eaten daily. Now you talked about low-fat foods. 
Why is this important? Cutting down on fats is very important as fats are very energy dense, meaning that it contains a lot of energy in a small amount of fat. Thus, you do not want to cut out all fats, only use less fat. An easy way to do this is by firstly choosing low fat meats like poultry without the skin, fish, lean mince, lean red meat. These can be alternatives for high fat meats like sausages, bacon, ham, processed meats that should not be eaten that regularly. Secondly, you can substitute meat with legumes, lentils, beans and pulses, which is also cheaper alternatives. If you are not used to eating lentils or dry beans, um, you can start with small portions, allowing your digestive tract to get used to them. Feel free to listen to Lazelle's talk on plant-based diets for more practical ideas. Thirdly, you can choose low-fat dairy such as low-fat milk, yogurt, cheese instead of full cream dairy. You will be amazed at how good these low-fat dairy products actually taste. Then you can use less margarine, mayonnaise and cream-based salad dressings. Instead, use a, vine- a vinegar-based salad dressing or a vinaigrette or lemon juice or herbs and fat-free salad dressing. Then lastly, you can choose low-fat cooking methods such as baking, steaming, grilling, boiling and preparing food in the microwave instead of frying food in a lot of oil or fat. And now, except for cutting down on fat, what else can you do? Although lowering the amount of fat in your diet can already make a big difference, limiting high sugar foods also have great benefits. The problem that we face with is most people are prone to drinking their energy. What this means is when people drink a lot of high sugar cool drinks, they consume a lot of energy without realizing it, leaving very small space for actual food in their diet. This is also true for any other food high in sugar. It takes up a lot of energy, a lot of your energy needs, leaving less energy for nutritious food. Thus, limiting the intake of high sugar foods like baked goods, pastries, cookies, donuts, processed foods, etc. is very important. A better idea is to control your sweet craving by eating more fruits or by limiting your sugar intake to maybe one small treat once in a while. It is important to remember that processed foods in itself are high in fat and sugar and should be limited as far as possible. A good tip is to try to buy food in its most natural form without excessive added fats and sugars. Buying fresh food and preparing it with healthy cooking methods is definitely the way to go. Other tips that you can do is to eat before you go shopping and avoid the unhealthy aisles like the sweets aisle to limit the temptation. I've heard you talk about food groups, but how much is enough? What is a good portion size? Portion size can become very complicated. I've heard a lot of dieters complaining about the use of a scale or measuring cups to measure the portion size. This is understandable as it can become a lot of admin to measure your food for every meal. You can make this a lot easier by simply looking at your plate. A good method to ensure that your portions are balanced is to always make half of your plate filled with vegetables. The other half of your plate can then be divided with a quarter meat, chicken or plant-based protein and the other quarter 
starchy food. Using this method is helpful as the vegetables make, make up most of your meal, filling you up while causing you to eat less energy. Another practical tip is to replace that second helping with more salad and more vegetables if you still feel hungry. And now let's talk about healthy snacking. What is your opinion on snacking and what do we snack on? Before we can dis discuss the do's and the don'ts of snacking, it is important to define the word snack. There's different definitions for snack. One source states that a snack is high in energy, high in salt, but low in nutrients, while another links snacking to a specific time of the day or a specific type of food that you consume. It is important not to link snacking to healthy or unhealthy food, but rather to see it as a smaller amount of food eaten between meals. Snacking on the right food in the right amount can have a lot of benefits, including controlling your weight, controlling your appetite, and controlling your blood sugar levels. However, careless snacking from high energy foods can hinder your weight loss. The idea is to include low energy snacks into your diet that can fill you up without overloading your energy. Examples of healthy snacks include fruits with the skin if edible, low-fat yogurt, raw vegetables like carrot sticks, cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, rice crackers or provitas or brown bread with a bit of cottage cheese on it, or even popcorn if you prepare it yourself and do not use the microwave kind. It is important to remember that as with all food, portion size is very important. Your snack is not meant to fill you up completely, but only suppress your appetite so that you don't feel extremely hungry at your next meal. One fruit or a half a cup of yogurt or two rice crackers or two cups of popcorn will be enough. And now where does exercise then fit in? Exercise is truly one of the greatest gifts you can give your body. Apart from it definitely helping you to lose weight, making a habit out of exercise can increase your lifespan and lower your risk of developing 40 chronic diseases, including type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and a variety of different cancers. Exercise can strengthen your bones and improve your immunity and put a stop to anxiety and depression. It is recommended to exercise 60 to 90 minutes per day. This is however difficult for someone that's not used to exercising every day. Starting with 30 minutes per day at a medium intensity can already make a huge difference. It would be ideal to do a combination of aerobic exercises and resistant exercises. Aerobic exercises like walking, hiking, jogging, cycling, swimming is very important when burning energy and losing fat. Resistance training like squats, lunges, push-ups and weight training helps you to build muscle while burning fat, which is what we want. Feel free to listen to Wedges talk on healthy eating and exercise for a healthy body. The key is to start slow, follow your own pace and stay motivated with the results you want to see. Being active during the day, walking to class instead of driving, using the stairs of, instead of the elevator or the escalator or even dropping a few moves on your favorite song every now and then is already a very good start. Anay, what is the benefits of weight loss? 
The benefits of weight loss are endless, except for the great new body you have and the confident boost coming with it, weight loss can improve your health to a great extent. The health benefits include a lower risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, liver disease, as well as overall risk of, of death. A huge benefit of weight loss for students is an improved sleep pattern and a drop in stress levels. This together with improved mental health equals a happy, successful student. And I, so where can you start? Losing weight can be very, a very overwhelming thing to achieve, leaving lots of people confused with all the different weight loss myths, not knowing what to do. Due to this, people often choose fad diets as the easy way out. You see a diet as a magic trick to losing weight, and then it shows results in the short time, but thereafter you relapse and regain the weight, leaving you feeling demotivated. This is a cycle that should be stopped. Making lifestyle changes definitely doesn't happen overnight, but if you start by making one or two healthy changes a week and continuing with them, then eventually you will be living a healthy lifestyle. To get started, the three most important things that I would like you to remember out of today's discussion is the following. Firstly, make healthy food choices by choosing food in its natural state without excessive added fats and sugars. Secondly, keep a close eye on portion size by dividing your plate into whole vegetables, a quarter starch and a quarter meat. Remember to stay away from second helpings and eat slowly. Then thirdly, if you choose to snack, make a habit out of healthy snacking from low energy food to prevent you from overeating at your next meal. Anybody can lose weight in a healthy manner with the correct lifestyle modifications, motivation and assistance from a registered dietitian. If you'd like some assistance with your weight loss journey, feel free to visit the Department of Nutrition Diet and Dietetics on the second floor of the CR Devet building across the road from the James Marocca building. Or for more information or recipes, have a look at the Eat and, Suc- at Eat and Succeed in your student success portal on Blackboard. Take it one step at a time and remember why you started.